Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 117 of the Mo Money Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I kicked off season five of the podcast last week, and uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to be doing two episodes every single week for the entire season, so I'm super pumped for all of that. And I also kind of mentioned last week that uh, the kind of theme, even though I generally don't do themes, but the natural theme that just kind of happened uh, from all of my interviews that I've done this season is around earning and, uh, you know, starting a side hustle or uh, asking for a raise or starting a business and all things earning. Um, so I am very excited to talk to my next guest because she is awesome when it comes to earning. I definitely hope one day I'll be, you know, in her realm, probably not, but you know, we can dream. Uh, her name is Louisa Joe, but her last name is spelled Z-H-O-U. And I guess for anyone who's American listening, Z-H-O-U, Z-Z, whatever. Uh, Louisa, I have uh, been following for a long time and she is just such an inspiration, uh, you know, a millennial that is, you know, anything but that image of entitled or lazy. My gosh, she like has done it all and is kicking butt at doing her own business. But of course, she didn't start off as an entrepreneur. She started in the corporate world and was very successful in that realm too. Uh, but she at you know, a certain point decided that she wanted to go off and do her own thing, which we will obviously get to in this episode. So what Louisa is known for now is being a business coach and teaching others on how to start their own business. Uh, but of course, what I think is really significant about her, her story is she's not trying to sell this dream of, you know, quit your day job and then uh, go make a ton of money each month because that is not a realistic uh, story. I can attest to that because I am an entrepreneur myself and it's it's not like that. Uh, her story is really about uh, starting a side hustle, something on the side while still doing your normal job to see if it is something that you want to do uh, full time and kind of starting slowly and just ramping it up. And eventually when uh, your financial situation is such that it is secure for you to leave your job, then maybe it's a good idea to start uh, your side hustle as your full-time hustle. And uh, But I just really like that she talks about how being you know smart with your money and your finances is very key. And I think a lot of you know other kind of business coaches out there and stuff don't necessarily put as much emphasis on that. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, but first, I want to share a few words about uh, this episode's sponsor. So... You're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects, prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. Challenging? You bet it is, but our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. Let's be honest, the working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. Create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster, and see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to all those guessing games. 
FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all of my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash mo and enter Mo Money Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash mo and enter Mo Money Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thank you, Louisa, for joining me on the Mo Money Podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you for this episode. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited as well. You have an incredible story. And when I emailed you initially to get you on the show, it's partially because, I mean, I'm on Facebook all the time and I kept on seeing your ads pop up. And I mean, I think I get targeted by a lot of business coaches just from all the stuff that I search. Um, but your ads really spoke to me just because you kind of seemed like someone I could relate to, someone I'd probably be friends with. And your story, I totally identified with because you do come from this uh, kind of corporate background. And then you did start with the side hustle and kind of turn into something. So it was kind of like you weren't necessarily, in my view, selling this impossible dream. I'm like, oh no, I could do that. And I actually have done that. Wait a minute. So I'm like, I definitely want to find out how you did all this stuff. But before we get to where you are now, I would love to know how, how this all started. I was looking at your bio. You have a very impressive resume. You went to Princeton and studied to be an electrical engineer with a minor in robotics. So you're like a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So so I know a part of your story is you came, your parents were immigrants and they really kind of, um, I guess, instilled in you the importance of hard work and achievement. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about how that kind of uh, started you on your path? Yeah, I would say that really is the beginning, uh, that instilling that work ethic in me, just because throughout my life, that's, I mean, I would not say I'm the smartest person or the luckiest, but I am one of the hardest working people I know. And that's really what's gotten me, it got me into a good college. That's what's helped me build my businesses, that more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms, let me just, like you said, share a Mm -hmm. little bit of my background. So my, entrepreneurial journey really started about 10 years ago. That's when Mm -hmm. I started my first business. And that was the way it started. It was pretty cliche. My, since I'm Asian, you know, uh, there's this uh, very stereotypical, a lot of my mom's friends asked her if I could help their kids do well in school and get into a good college. And I figured I'm really good at this. I could get paid for it. So let me just do it. And that's how my first business got started. Uh, I grew it into a six-figure business and did that for about two years. And then I decided, you know what? I've spent the past two decades of my life thinking about school and grades. I don't want to spend the next (laughs) however many years thinking about it. So this is not going to work. (laughs) So I shut it down. And then I went and worked in the corporate world for a while. I did work uh, for a short while as an engineer for Boeing. That was really cool uh, mm-hmm. for the International Space Station. And wow. then, yeah, yeah that was, that's cool. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then did a, a while in financial services. And that's when I kind of got to start for my second business venture, which with a co-founder was to start a mobile payment startup. 
This mm -hmm. was back late in, I believe, 2010 when mobile payments was the next big thing. And we thought we were just going to change the world and really do something amazing. So as you can probably tell, because we're not all using it, uh, it didn't <laughs> quite work out like that. After about three years, we just got to a point where we just weren't seeing the customer numbers that we needed to really make an impact. And I said, all right, this is, this is it. I've got to, it, it's time. And so that was really heartbreaking, but uh, moved on, joined a digital advertising startup. And that's when I was kind of for a while living what I consider my corporate dream. Mm -hmm. I had a really great salary. I had a really great position. I was in middle management and just this had been my goal since being yep. a little girl. And I, since it was a tech startup, we had a lot of the same luxuries that most tech startups do, like amazing meals, snacks, mm -hmm. um, parties and everything. Thing. And so I was living the life, but I started feeling as a lot of people do that bug where this is, this wasn't being challenging enough. I wasn't feeling super fulfilled, but I didn't really do anything about it because I was, to be honest, kind of tired out. Mm -hmm. And it all came to a head in about late 2014 when basically everyone in my life had something life-threatening happened to them. My dad had a last minute ER uh, emergency uh, heart surgery. My mother was diagnosed with cancer and my sister almost lost her sight because of this freak snowball accident. And I couldn't be with any of them because I didn't have enough vacation days. Mm -hmm. And so I decided this is it. I, I mean, I wasn't feeling fulfilled before life was good, but I mean, not great. And now I can't really spend my life with the people that really matter. So I need to do something that allows me to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to start my own online business and grew that into where I am now. Yeah, no, I think that's a big reason why a lot of people think about leaving their uh, nine to five to do their own business is the flexibility. And yeah, similar to you, I experienced something in which a family member got really sick and I live in Toronto, they lived in Vancouver and not having, you know, the vacation days or the time off to be able to kind of really dedicate more time. Yeah. So I can see that person. It really did kind of shake me and be like, huh, is this really how I want to live my life only with like three weeks of vacation? And usually it's just to go back home to visit. And I was getting burnt out. So I, I totally get that. And I think that's why a lot of people are kind of like, eh, I don't know if I could do this forever. And maybe it's also the millennial in us that after a couple of years, even if things are great, we still want something like if something's missing or we're not being challenged. Cause you know, as you said, you're a hard worker and a hustler, you've accomplished a lot. So why would anything change if you get to a certain point? You're like, now I'm good. I'm just going to relax now. It's like, probably not. You're, you know, <laughs> right. you've got that work ethic in you. You'll probably always want to kind of see where you can take yourself next. Exactly. And I love that you share that, that driving motivation, because uh, I think you and I were talking about this earlier, where a lot of people want to start a business to have more income, to live that dream, or a lot of people are being sold that. And that's great. I definitely believe in increasing your income as well. Um, but more than that, it's about the freedom and the flexibility. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, quality of life is not going to change that much, mm -hmm. but if, if you can just live your life the way you want, that to me is the most important thing. Absolutely. So one thing, so when you started that, uh, your current business, you were still working full time. So it's That's not correct. like you're like, I'm going to quit, then I'll figure it out. 
probably not something you'd recommend. I definitely do not recommend that because when you have a good job, so many people I know, and I felt the same way. We want to just leave their job as quickly as possible and go work on their business full time. But here's the thing. A business takes money to get off the ground. It takes time. And when you are having to worry about paying your bills with your business, you're just basically stacking the odds against yourself. Instead, like it's a little bit slower, but it's going to go so much more smoothly if you're doing it on the side. You're not having to worry about paying the bills with your business revenue from day one. Mm -hmm. And you can just focus on growing it, on investing back in the business. It's going to get you ultimately to that end goal of being able to replace your salary Mm -hmm. so much faster than trying to leave your job and do it all and then running out of savings, having to go back to another job. And that's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. And stressful too. And you probably won't, you know, because you always have that worry about money, where is my paycheck coming from or whatever, you probably would be less inclined to take risks that could be potentially good for your business. Exactly. Um, So I guess the question is, when did you find it was a good time to leave? Like when you had a certain amount of money or when you had kind of like, it almost seemed like you had some regular business coming in or when did it feel safe? So both, I'm very risk averse. And um, I knew that if I left my job, I, it would have to be, that would have to be it because uh, I had really built, I got, I'd gotten lucky and I built my reputation at that company. So I was aware that for my age and everything, I was, I, I, it would be hard for me to find something with a similar compensation and title anywhere else. So Mm -hmm. I knew once I leave, this has to be it. And so I waited until I'd made over a hundred thousand dollars in my business before I turned in my notice. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Not only that, but I also had a a course launch planned right after I left. So I knew that was going to bring in another big burst of income. So basically I just minimized my risk as much as I could. Mm -hmm. How did you find the time to like create such a, like, that's a successful business in my view, having a six figure business while still working full time and probably still like not, you know, slacking off. So no one knows that you're potentially going to leave. How how are you able to balance doing that? It was really hard. I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back, it was like, I wouldn't do that again. Or would you do that again? I, I mean, I would do it the same way again, just because I cannot imagine doing it any other way, um, in terms of what would have made me personally feel safe, but it was just backbreaking. So, I mean, I was spending my time at my job. It was pretty demanding anywhere from nine to seven and sometimes on weekends. And, uh, any time I had outside of that was literally spent on my business. So I would go to work, come back, eat a really quick dinner. And then I would sit on my sofa and just work any from anywhere until 10 to 12 or whatever time Mm -hmm. during the weekends, it would be the same thing. I would literally, I wouldn't, I didn't see my friends for months. I didn't even call my parents for months. All I did was business, business, like job business. And it got to the point where my coworkers would ask me, how was your weekend? What'd you do last night? And all I could say was, Oh, you know, not much. And so I'm sure it kind of seemed to them like I lived the most boring life ever. <laughs> but you're really, I'm like, I'm building a business. Right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, I knew it was going to be short, short term that I was doing what I needed to do to build something amazing long-term and keeping my eye on that prize made it worth it. So I guess the question is, uh, it seemed like, yeah, you, you're really busy with your full-time job and then you added the side hustle on so you could eventually make that your full-time job. Um, and that was really hard. Do you find that there's more balance? Like, was it worth all of that hard work? Is there more balance in your life now? 
yes, there, it was absolutely worth it. Um, you know, I always want to caveat, I'm not sitting by the beach, sipping my ties all the time, but there is a lot more balance in my life. I still work hard, but because I love doing what I do, not because it's like, I need to work hard or I won't make any income in my business. And now my days, just to give a brief overview, are Mm -hmm. really organized. I mean, once in a while, if I feel like taking a day off, I will just because I now have that luxury. But it's more about having the freedom of the discipline to plan my days the way I want rather than not doing anything. So for example, Mondays, most of the time are really spent on just me time, um, recharging, thinking, planning Tuesdays through through Thursdays. I will have calls with clients or students or, uh, just do the doing in my business. And then Fridays, a lot of the time I'll just take off just so that I can just do something fun to remind me of why I built this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then weekends I'll just spend with my husband, but mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty typical week for me. It sounds pretty good. Actually, there's some downtime and yeah, I think it's important to kind of build in those days for yourself. So you don't burn yourself out, which I think is pretty typical for people who work for themselves. Cause you can, you're your own boss. So you can technically work forever all the time. Yeah, you could. I mean, and I did that in my first year working full-time just because I had to, you know, I was building something that I wanted to build really big and that was tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, it wasn't like I left my job and instantly there was all this freedom. You know, Mm -hmm. I spent, it was was pretty much the same schedule, but now all my time was spent on my business. But I got to a point where thankfully I didn't need to do that anymore, where I couldn't, I I was close to being burned out. And so, um, I realized, all right, this is good. Now it's time to really build it for life. Mm -hmm. So what did you do, I guess, to ensure that you weren't just working all the time? And is it just like delegating or, you know, using software to help you? What helped you? So it was a little bit of a few things. The first thing was what I was spending my time doing in that first year or so was systematizing my business. So a lot of newer entrepreneurs um, burn out because they don't have a way to systematize their leads. And so I was working on building funnels in my business that would really automate my marketing and my sales and all of that. Uh, once I had that, that made things a lot easier and I did delegate. I, uh, you know, have people who handle my tech and my customer support. Those are my two biggest areas of delegation. And then more than that, it was just setting those boundaries for myself, because if you don't do that, you can't, I could still work 24 seven. There is Mm -hmm. an always endless amount of things to do, but Mm -hmm. instead it's just about deciding this is when I'm going to work. This is when I'm going to call it a day and knowing that everything is still going to be there for you tomorrow. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So do we want to talk a little bit about about what your business exactly is? What do you do? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So uh, my current business is an online education business and I help ambitious men and women, uh, any age range really, uh, build take their skills, whatever it is, figure that out, build a business on the side, and then build it to the point where they can replace their income, their job income, and go from employee to entrepreneur. That's actually the name of my signature course. Absolutely. And what made you decide to create a business around that? Was it like just some of your background from past jobs or... Yeah. So a couple of things. First, um, my past business background, I felt like really helped me stand out because in this industry, it's very crowded, but a lot of people don't have a lot of 
business background. And so I saw that and I wanted to really do something about it. But not only that, when I first started out, I wasn't, you know, immediately doing this. I had, my job at the time was in digital advertising. And so Mm -hmm. I was doing digital advertising consulting on the side. And despite my previous business experience, I still had to learn a lot of things that are specific to the online space. Like, how do you do a sales call? How do you host a webinar? How do you write sales emails? And what I found was that I, there was no one place for me to learn all of that. I didn't even know what I didn't know. And so it was a really kind of painful process trying to piece everything together. And I wanted for, because it's hard enough building a business, you know, I, I wanted someone to be able to find everything they needed in one place and so that they could focus their time on going out there, getting clients, making money rather than trying to figure out, well, what do I need to learn next that I don't even know I need to learn? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is definitely tough being, I mean, I understand that also being in the online space, it's, there's so much to know. It can feel so overwhelming and yeah, it's not an easy feat. (laughs) That is for sure. Um, so what do you feel like, uh, well, how long actually have you had your full-time business? Have you not been with your nine to five? Uh, I think about three, three years now closing on three years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is, the, you know, from where you are now, from like year one, what do you feel like is the biggest changes or what are some of the biggest things and lessons that you've learned that have really helped you grow? Yeah. So there are some really good ones. I think I've learned a lot from my failures. That's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that's helped me grow. So, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but when I first started this business, because of my previous business successes, I thought this is going to be, this is going to be a breeze. You know, there's no Uh, like overhead to worry about. There's nothing physical. This is going to be just great. Uh, So that really set myself up for failure in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I really had a lot of stumbling blocks. Like initially when I started, I first started with uh, wanting to teach people how to use Microsoft Excel because Mm -hmm. I was really good at that. And I figured this is going to be really easy. And basically it just... I hated it because I was spending all my time in my job working in Excel. I didn't want to spend my free time doing it either or or as well. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that, yeah, I need to do something that I actually like because there are going to be a lot of obstacles along the way. Mm -hmm. And so it really taught me humility which I really needed. I'm not proud of it, but I did need it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really the biggest kind of beginning lesson I had to learn. And then along the way, just as I've grown more into being, I think one of the biggest things is that in this online space, you get a lot of visibility more so than you would for an offline space or any of my previous ventures. And it's really grown into how do I be a leader for my community? Mm -hmm. How do I stand for what I believe in and not just follow the whatever trend is going on online? And that for me has been one of the most uncomfortable, um, but most important growth, uh, growth journeys, just because I've always been a huge introvert. I've, because of my background, I've always also been taught to basically be really polite and not necessarily always say what I'm thinking, especially Mm -hmm. if it disagrees, I disagree with most people. And 
stepping up into that of speaking for what I believe in and teaching what I believe in has been just, I mean, it's been wonderful and scary, but a, a big growth. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I like that you mentioned that you're an introvert because, uh, I mean, that's something I've learned too, being an introvert too. And that's, I feel like it was one of my biggest, uh, roadblocks to not just, you know, deciding to eventually start my own business, but just working in general for any kind of company. I was always afraid to put myself out there because I guess I was afraid of rejection or if I asked for a raise or a promotion that they would say no. And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I mean, let's, I, I would like to actually little, talk a little bit about, because you did do very well in the corporate world as well, but it, it's, it's not easy to even make it that far in the corporate world, um, trying to do it like that and you know, not even trying to do a side hustle on the side as well. What are, I, you know, I think maybe it could be, you know, part of our generation, it could be being women, but what are some of the things that, I don't know, helped you uh, take big risks, even within that corporate world too, that I think a lot of people probably are, you know, having a hard time dealing with themselves. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was I grew a thick skin. Mm -hmm. I, when I first started out, I was just this really quiet girl who just put my head down and did the work. I had this misconception, which I think a lot of new, uh, to the workplace professionals have is that if I did good work, I would get noticed and I would get promoted. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was I got this reputation that, Oh, Louise is so nice and she's so quiet, but is she actually good at her job? And here I was just working my butt off to do a good job. And so I realized, okay, that's not going to work. But at the same time, I didn't know how to promote myself without sounding arrogant or just basically saying, hey, I'm doing an awesome job and you need to recognize me. Mm -hmm. And that was a really long and uncomfortable learning process for me. I eventually realized that I I just studied what people around me were doing and doing well. Like just speaking about your projects with enthusiasm, sharing your accomplishments as stories with your team and your manager, just speaking up more in general. And even more than that, I just, I just really grew a thick skin. Mm -hmm. So there was a phase where I was just kind of growing into myself as a professional and I was really aggressive. I would say, Hey, I've done this, this, and this. And because of this, this is why I should be promoted and why I should have a raise, et cetera, et cetera. And I just got this feedback that you are being really aggressive and you're coming off as kind of bitchy. Mm. So you need to tone it down. And part of me rebelled against that because I, I thought I'm doing exactly what I've seen other men do. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I don't know that this is yeah. just me. Um, but I learned to work with that and just learned to basically promote myself in softer ways that everyone around me would appreciate or respond to better. And basically as a culmination of all of those experiences, I was able to figure out my own unique style. Mm -hmm. No, that's really important. Yeah. That's definitely like a few of the lessons I've learned too, especially when you mentioned when you're talking about projects you've worked on that, you know, worked out well, or that, you know, you have successes to prove to not kind of sometimes retreat being like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Cause there's a weird balance of like, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I want to seem humble, but I also want people to know what I've actually been doing. How do you, you know, what's the balance? It's, it's, it takes years to, I think, figure out the balance with that. Agreed. Completely agreed. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, exactly like you said, I didn't want to seem, cause 
I think a lot of us, especially women, when someone praises you, yeah. automatically go to, oh, it wasn't a big deal. You yeah. Know? Yep. Um, so yeah, it's it's a process. It's a tricky, tricky thing. So if someone is, you know, listening and is thinking of, you know, starting a side hustle, maybe they're totally fine just making a little bit of extra money on the side, or they want to venture off and start their own business that's been a dream of theirs. I mean, I mean, I guess it could kind of really do anything, but what are kind of the first steps in terms of like figuring out whether your business idea is even a good idea, whether you've got the guts? Cause I, I, I don't know about you, but what do you think about is really like doing a side hustle or being an entrepreneur for everyone? Or is it really depending on like the type of person you are? Yeah. So let me answer those questions in backwards order. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that being an entrepreneur is, ever, is for everyone. It's mm-hmm. not, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of resilience. It takes a lot of determination to pick yourself up no matter what happens and just keep on going. There's a lot lot of stress involved and you have to constantly evolve yourself as the marketplace evolves, no matter what your industry is. And so for some people it's worth it. All of that, they, they thrive on it and there's nothing else they would rather do. Plus the freedom and flexibility that we've talked about before makes it worth it. But for a lot of people, it's, they, they want that dream, but they're not willing to pay the price. Mm-hmm. Or they, they're not willing to put in the work on themselves or on their businesses to have it. And for those people, it's not a good fit. Plus, you know, there's nothing wrong with a job. No. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, you get great income, great benefits. Um, and so it just really depends on what your goals are, how you want to live your life and even your personality. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like, like you said, you can decide also how you decide to go with your business, right? You can just have it has as some nice side income, or you can decide to do it full time. Mm-hmm. So no matter what that is, my recommendation would be a few things. So there are a lot of different business types and business models that you can do online. But if you're just starting out, it's your first business. The easiest thing to do is to offer a service Mm -hmm. and it's to offer it as a one-on-one service. Don't try and sell a course. Don't try and blog and get ads income. Um, Anything like that, sell a service. And then in terms of figuring out what you can do, there's, there's really an unlimited number of businesses out there. And I think this is key. A lot of people think that they need to come up with an original idea, but it's not about that at all. Mm -hmm. It's about, because there's almost nothing new under the sun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just about figuring out what can I do that people are willing to pay for? What is there an existing supply and demand chain for? And where can I fit myself into that? Mm -hmm. And everyone has skills that they can they can do that with, even if it's starting from just doing ad, uh, administrative tasks or analytics tasks, whatever that is, wherever you have to start, that's, you know, that's where you start. And um, then the third step I would say is to go out there and speak with people. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, aspiring entrepreneurs I see put up a website or just hope that someone's going to come to them or spend all this time thinking about their articles or their blogs. But um, the most direct way, the fastest way, because people aren't going to just find you is to go out there, list 20 potential customers who might be interested in what you have to offer, speak to them, offer a discount, offer to work for free, whatever you need to do, get those clients and then turn them into paying clients. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, you know, the fancy systems, business models, all of that, that can wait until you've gotten some 
proof of concept and some money in the bank. Yeah. I think people kind of forget that when you're starting a business, you do need to kind of start small. And so people don't even think that, oh, you mean I have to talk to people one-on-one to get clients? Because most people are like, how do I even get a client to buy my service or buy my product? It's like, you have to like, like there's lots of ways to talk to strangers <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and you have to kind of, yeah, start small and create those relationships and, and think it's also a long game. I think a lot of people have this misconception because there are a lot of, you know, people that, you know, have these glorious stories of I've made this amount of money in such a short amount of time. Those are, you know, the exception to the rule. Most businesses take a long time to get off the ground. And uh, it's all about kind of not quitting if you're really passionate about it and you do see potential. That's so important. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. It's, yeah, unfortunately, there's this concept or idea that you can just build a business like that and you're going to go from zero to six or whatever figures overnight. And that's so not the case. I mean, if you can build a six-figure business in your first year, you are doing yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, more than that, if you really want to build a business to change your life, you have to be in it for the long haul. So so what if it takes a few months or a year longer than you thought? You're going to end up in the same place as long as you don't give up. Exactly. Patience is, I think, the key that people forget about. You have to be yes. so patient. That's like anything in life though. (laughs) Exactly. Like you don't just, you don't, you know, become an Olympic uh, athlete just overnight. Same thing for your business or even closer to home. You don't get the job that you want the first day that you start out. Why would you expect to have the business that you want? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, where can uh, people learn a little bit more about you and your business if they're so inclined? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have a free fun gift. Um, It's a five-day challenge called the Weekend Empire Challenge for anyone who wants to start uh, their business on the side and get their first paying clients. And your listeners can get that at luisajoe.com slash challenge. Perfect. And I just want to spell my name out really quickly. Yes. Not (laughs) spelled how it sounds. It's um, L-U-I-S-A-Z as in zebra, H-O-U.com slash challenge. Perfect. Perfect. And I'll make sure to link that in the show notes and everywhere. So it's easy to find. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Louisa, for joining me and chatting with me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I'm excited to keep on track with you to see where the next, you know, three years will take you. I'm sure some place great. Yes. uh, This was so much fun. And thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was episode 117 with Louisa Joe. Again, you can find her at louisajoe.com. That's spelled L-U-I-S-A-Z-H-O-U.com. She has lots of cool freebies uh, and things to get you started on her website. So make sure to check her out there. Uh, also make sure to check out the show notes. I'm going to put a lot more information about her, the episode, and uh, some other things I'll get to in a second. Uh, but again, for the show notes, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy as always, jessicamorehouse.com slash 117. So if you're ever listening to an episode and you want to check out the show notes, it's always just jessicamorales.com slash the number of the episode. Not super complicated. Um, Now, before I get to something a little special, I want to share a few words about this episode's sponsor. Did you know that one in three Americans are self-employed? Because of the internet, it's now easier than ever to become self-employed or start a small business. That's why I was able to take a huge leap of faith and leave my nine to five almost a year ago. What started as my side hustle is now my full-time job and I can run my entire business out of the comfort of my own home. 
Now, it has not been a walk in the park. I will not lie to you about that. Going from employee to entrepreneur is not for the faint-hearted. But what has made the transition so much easier in my life is by using software that really fits my needs. That's why I use FreshBooks as my go-to cloud accounting software. It helps me stay organized. I can pull reports within seconds. I can stay on top of payments from clients. And it basically takes a huge weight off my shoulders come tax time. And what's really cool is FreshBooks just came out with an all new version of their cloud accounting software. And they're offering a 30 day unrestricted free trial to all of my listeners. If you want to take advantage and try FreshBooks out for yourself, all you have to do is go to freshbooks.com mo and enter Momini podcast in the how did you hear about a section. Once again, to try it out for free, go to freshbooks.com slash MO and enter Mo Money Podcast in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, so uh, I mentioned there's a couple other things that I wanted to uh, tell you. Well, first, I want to remind you that I'm currently running a contest from October, November, December, three month contest, where I will be drawing winners every single month and awarding them with a $25 Amazon gift card. And all you got to do is well, there's instructions in the show notes. So that'll be an easy way to get started. But basically, it just entails that you have to give me an iTunes review, or if you've already done one in the past, that you're that's fine, you could still enter the contest too. All you have to do is again, go to the show notes, jessicamorales.com slash 17 for more details. Uh, and you can enter and be in the running to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Easy peasy. Um, and uh, another thing that I want to remind y'all of is if you are not currently part of my Facebook group, uh, you should probably get in there now because it's a lot of fun, a great community of people that want to help each other, learn from each other. If you have a question about anything related to money, life balance, anything, then this is the group for you and it's super easy to get in just go to facebook.com slash groups slash money life balance and uh you just have to click on a button or something and then i click a button and then you're in the group it's that easy so i hope that you decide to join us in the group after listening to this episode and i will see you back here tomorrow for a brand new episode of the mo money podcast This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.